Welcome to the Behind the Bliss podcast, where Mary Scott Mercer and Rachel Autry bring weekly conversations to encourage, inspire, storytell, and share. Each episode is designed for you to feel met in your mess and balanced in your bliss. Here's today's conversation. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bliss. I'm your host, Rachel, and today's conversation is going to be a fun one. I'm sitting down with my friend, Heather Brown, as we talk all things motherhood. But don't tune out just because we say motherhood, because we talk a lot of hot topics that apply to just about any season. We talk through the need for community, giving yourself a break, this idea of self-care, the difference between our soul and our spirit, and how to tend to each. Gosh, it's just a great conversation that I think anyone could jump into, regardless of your journey, so that you might find some freedom, be able to be a little bit more in tune with yourself. And along the way, we do crush some stereotypes that come along with this idea of motherhood. I can't wait for you to listen to this conversation. But hey, first, I did want to let you guys know that our Met in Your Mess t-shirts are on sale online at BehindTheBlissPodcast.com. These are the t-shirts that we had at our Behind the Bliss live event in Birmingham, Alabama. We posted a lot about these throughout the live event, and then afterwards, we had a lot of people ask, are the rest of them going to be available to us, even though we weren't able to make it? And the answer is now yes, you can snag yours. We have a limited stock available, so head online to BehindTheBlissPodcast.com right now to snag yours. And don't forget to tag Behind the Bliss Podcast on Instagram and hashtag MetInMyMess so we can see how you are styling it and sharing this message. All right, let's jump into today's conversation. Hey, Heather. Hey, Rachel. I'm so excited to be here today. I know. This is really fun. Yes. And it's an in-person interview. Which is awesome. Always. I know. I know. And I don't think people know that most of our interviews are over the phone. Or oh, like yeah. online. I know. And when you gave me the option of either or, I was like, well, I love being in person. If I can be in person with somebody as somebody that's on the internet all day long, I'm like, yes. I will take a personal opportunity any chance I get. Oh, 100%. That's how we feel too. So yes. thank you Yay. for coming. Thank you for having me. Of course. Um, so you are all the things right now. You are <laughs> mama and wife and you are an online curator of a lot of really fun content on Instagram, on your blog. Share just who Heather is. Like if someone yeah. was like, "Oh, who are you?" What would you say? Oh, that's that's a good that's a good way to put it. I like that. Um, so I would say I am a mama of two boys. I for sure own the hashtag like boy mom. I'm all about boy mom life. <laughs> yeah. um, I grew up with one sister who's five years younger than me, and so I thought. I for sure want to have a girl. What am I going to do if I have a boy? And then after having my first boy, I'm like, oh no, what if I have a girl next time? What do I do with a girl? <laughs> so it's funny how yeah. God just, you know, works out exactly how he wants you to be. And it's funny yeah. because my mother-in-law actually told me when I found out I was pregnant with my first little boy, Heather, I just feel like you are meant to be a boy mom. Like, I just like have thought that from the beginning about you. I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> I'm glad I'm coming into that ownership. So yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm a boy mom. My husband and I have been married for, it'll be 11 years in September, which is wild. Wild. Um, and I am just like so in love with that man. He encourages my dreams and he like sweet, fights sweet. for our marriage and like plans um, date night outs, date nights out. Um, and then I also run mylifewelllove.com, which is a healthy lifestyle website for women. Um, I would say typically it ends up being women about your and my age. So anywhere from like mid-20s to mm-hmm. 
upper 30s, early 40s, um, and just mamas that want to seek encouragement. I talk about a lot just like the F's in life. So the biggest one to me is fun. I want to have fun while I'm doing yes, it. Girl. Um, Enneagram sevens, you hear me, I'm sure. Yes. Okay, <laughs> so. I, could, I could tell. I was like, oh. okay, that's the easiest one for me to type. I'm like, they oh. have fun. They are life of the party. They're just like jumping all around. So She's funny. a seven. Well, okay. Actually, believe it or not, I'm I'm a three. I really am a three at heart. What? But sevens are like, think they that I'm a seven with you. Like, yeah, and yeah. The, yeah. And so anyway, my sister-in-law still is like, no, you're a seven for sure. Oh, and my. the people I work with are like, no, you're for sure a three. <laughs> So you're like, get it done, but yes. don't forget the fun. Yes, exactly. Cool. And that's one thing that I appreciate so much about Eric is when we talked about, um, well, I've been doing my life full of full time now for about three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been blogging for eight years, which is wild. Yeah. And Eric told me when I went to quit my job to do blogging and content creating full time, he said, babe, but if it ever becomes not fun, like I don't want it to become that for you. I want it to always be fun right. because it's been your hobby. It started as a hobby. You love it. You're passionate about mm-hmm. it. And people can tell when you're not passionate about it anymore. Yeah. So Rachel and I have actually really gotten to connect about that, which I have, we I mean, have. I just love yeah. that we got to talk about that and that you're stepping into the creative space. I'm just so yes. sp- proud of you. Thank you. Um, so anyway, um, getting back to who Heather is, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Like, your interview, <laughs> not mine. No, I love it. But anyway, so um, I love people. Yeah. I am passionate about working out. Like I love fitness and learning about intermittent fasting and ways that I can make my body run more efficiently to serve yeah. me to cram all the fun into every day. <laughs> so um, I teach Pure Bar. I work out probably four to five times a week. And I love engaging my boys in it when I can. Like I love doing family walks or swimming in the pool. And just mm-hmm. Heather's an active ball of energy with a lot of drive. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that loves the Lord. At so. least you know. Yeah, you know. True. I know my strengths and my weaknesses. <laughs> people out there that are like, "Oh, I'm a ball of energy and I'm tons of fun," and, and um, or maybe they don't say it, but they but they are. Yeah, like, at least you need to acknowledge the fact that you're cray and like have lots <laughs> yes. of fun, and then I can be like, "Okay, well, I can know what to expect." I love yes, that. yes, I so love true. Because I'm a three, but I am very. Mm, I like to have fun. I really yes, do. But yes, but. If you give me an option to go to like an amusement park or to go to a bookstore, I'd choose bookstore. Really? I okay. Would. Yeah. I know. Okay. I love it. So I'm more like of a chill three, but yes. don't get me wrong. Like if everyone's going to the amusement park, find me there. Sure. <laughs> but sure. it's not going to be my choice. Yes. Go, you know? Yes. I so, hear that. No. I love that about you. Well, okay. Thanks. So you have husband, two boys. Yes. And you are the only girl. Yes, I am. I always say that I'm the queen of the Brown family. <laughs> you sure are, 100%. So I'm very, very thankful that um, Eric, Layton, and Finn kind of let, let me own that role. And mm-hmm. it's funny because with having my personality type, I'm sure that your husband appreciates this as well. I'm so driven and yeah. so, like, if I'm bored, instead of just turn on the TV, I'm like, oh, well, I'll just pop on Instagram and answer a few more DMs or do uh-huh. a little bit more work, yes. a little bit more work, because I love it. I really I know, do. I know. Um, and they always say that, it, and it's something like, if you're working in your passion, you'll never work a day in yeah. your life. Yeah. If you're doing something you love, you'll never go to work yes. in your life. But true. Eric is so good about being like, babe, I really think that we should probably just stay home today. Or I know we said we were maybe going to do three things this week, but we should probably just do two. Or mm, you probably should just shut down everything and just watch this movie with me. And I'm like, yeah, Dang it, you're right. <laughs> what? What is Eric? 
Um, Eric is a five. Okay. So he and he's an introvert. Um, Love it. So yeah. See, Thomas is a nine. So in the okay. moments that I'm like, okay, I got this, 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 and this to do. He's like, great. I'm gonna help you do this, 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 and this <laughs> because I know that you'll steamroll me out of the way if I have to. And yes. I will. And that's kind of like our unhealthiness, but he wouldn't be like, hey, I think you should limit it to two. Yeah. He might if he was in his health. But because nines are like peacemakers, Peacemakers. moderators, they're like, whatever you want, babe. Yes, sure. That totally Um, makes sense. But he is definitely hopping on board on the whole, like, you chose eight to five. You just so happened to be your own boss, but you need to still respect the eight to five. Yes, sir. Good for him. (laughs) Go, I was like, oh, you're being a bold nine right now. I love that about you. (laughs) Yes, boo. So funny. Have you heard of a live styles test, funny chance? No. Okay. My father-in-law got us into it. It's a a lot of business professionals use it. So he is a, um, he basically helps, um, small independent businesses go from what he calls from here to there. Mm -hmm. Um, that's literally the name of his business consulting firm. But he said, Heather, um, I really want you and Eric both to take this live styles test so that I can overlay your personality types and see how you complement each other and what your weaknesses are. So I feel like it's more, um, like ways to help mm-hmm. and ways that I should be thinking about um, the way that I can be perceived by Eric and his live style personality. Yeah. It's very helpful. So cool. what I find though is when we overlaid ours, Kurt, my father-in-law was like, wow, y'all are both really strong personalities. <laughs> like I'm sure y'all have some like very interesting discussions and it's mm-hmm. true because I'm like, I would steamroll Eric if, he would let me and he yeah. would do the same to me. So yeah. it just works. I'm I like, thank it. you, Lord, so far that's worked. My mom calls it passionate. I'm oh, like, yeah. I'm like, well, we got in a little tiff last night. She's like, I expected you guys are passionate. And I'm like, yes, yeah. so like we like fight hard and love hard. Yes. There's like rarely the gray. Yes. But I love it about us. We've yes. gotten used to it. We call it discussions. We had a discussion last night. We call it there's different <laughs> levels for us. There's okay. a tiff. Uh-huh. And then there's a fuss. That's okay. a little bit more than a tip. Yeah, sure. And then there's a yelly. <laughs> yelly! <laughs> there's like once a year, like, oh shoot. Yeah, it's but going down. It's going down. <laughs> it's like, you can take us to the living room kind yeah. of ones. But no, um, but I love it. I mean, we've totally gotten used to like how to love each other in those moments and yes. all the things. So yes, but I want to take this. Live yeah. styles? Live styles, yes. Live styles. It's L-I-V styles. Live styles. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting. We love tools and resources. Oh, gosh. Yeah, so, me too. Here I'm we all go. about it. Yes. <laughs> um, with your two boys, uh-huh. we feel like we're starting to now enter into, and our friends and everyone around us, into the next steps, which is motherhood. Yeah. Like, what does it look like for us to do motherhood well, for us to feel like we have locked and loaded, like, our true identity with a capital I. Yeah. Like, I am not, like, a mom. I happen to be a mom, but my deepest core desire is like to glorify the Lord. Absolutely. It just so happens I get to do it through motherhood. Yes. Hopefully one day. Yes. So I'm so curious about just your journey and what that looked like for you. And if it looked like what you expected, because I just feel like motherhood, maybe it's just because I'm not there yet. Sure. Isn't something I hear talked about a ton, whether it's like the process or what it's like. Yes. So I'm going to answer this really practically and give you an example that literally happened today because you're talking about (laughs) capital I identity. (laughs) And so this morning, um, well, 
I've been sick earlier this week, and so I got a steroid shot yesterday, and I'm not a morning person. But because of the steroid shot, when mm. the garage opened this morning and Eric left at, you know, 6.45 a.m., for some reason I just popped open, and I was like, I know it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, what is this feeling? Is this how morning people feel? Because this is awesome. <laughs> I wish I had that naturally, but, yes. you know, the Lord gives us all our different strengths mm-hmm, and gifts. And mm-hmm. actually, I love now that Eric and I are opposite on that. He's really strong and awake and an early riser. Okay. And I'm really strong in being a night owl. Um, and so it's interesting figuring that out in marriage, yes. one, that presents its own complexities. Um, <laughs> but it's great for when you have kids because a lot of times, like, a baby Finn is up crying early in the morning or late and, you know, something happens with him. Eric is, like, on it in the morning and mm-hmm. I can kind of sleep in. And vice versa, if it's something late at night, I'm like, mm, I got this one. I'm already up. It doesn't matter yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, the problem is in that 2 a.m. to 5 a.m. area where nobody's no up, one's but, up. you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, anyway, back to the practical example from today. This morning, I got up and I did a quick devotional on my phone. Um, I really love um, this. I think it's called, like, JH Devotional. It's just an app. Wow. I love She Reads Truth. I love yes. um, first, first Five. Or First Five. Oh. With what Lisa Turkhurst? First five. first five. I think it's first five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five. You're close. Close enough. <laughs> and usually it turns into first 15 if you read more or yeah. whatever. So, um, love all those. Opened up, the, I think it was the JH one. And I'll give you it specifically if you want to put it in the we'll show notes that. or whatever. Yeah. But, um, read that. And then I actually did just get the Embrace devotional. And I can't wait to read it by Lisa Turkhurst. Yes. I got it two days ago. I've read both devotionals. So today I'll be due for the third. I love it already. Um, and... Then I get in the car this morning, and I was like, whew, I still just feel like a little, like, flustered. Today's yeah. a busy back-to-back day. There's a lot going to be going on. I need to listen to some worship music in the car to get my mind right. And this is where the Lord, like, continues to show me, like, wow, you need so much grace in motherhood. Because <laughs> I was like, God, I just can't wait to hear the song. And so I'm, like, blaring the song. And Leighton keeps going, Mommy, what about this? Mommy, what about that? Mommy, where's the ducks? Mommy, did you see that truck? And I'm like... I can't even hear the song. I just want to, like, be in this moment and, like, get in the right mindset before I start my day. But then I was like, wait a minute. If I'm getting frustrated at my son for talking to me in the Mm -hmm. car on this 10-minute drive to the gym, like, okay, Lord. And literally the John Chris phrase, check your heart. Check your heart. (laughs) Came into my mind. Have you heard his song? (laughs) Oh, no. He has a song with, like, funny rappers oh shut like, up check your heart oh, oh okay I oh we're playing it <laughs> okay. oh we're playing after this interview okay so That's funny hilarious. but yes I'm, I'm aware okay yeah so yeah. john went to sanford with me so fun so he's a great funny. guy we spent many a night in the pie cap house with my um roommate watching the office that's like my <laughs> memories of john anyway um so check your heart and i was like lord here i am like, trying to be holier than thou and being mm-hmm. like, you know, I want to do my devotional and I want to, like, listen to my music and, like, have this, like, God moment to get my day started. And then here I am, like, belittling oh, my three-and-a-half-year-old yeah. and, like, wow, Heather, just, like, let's rewind. Let's pause the music. Clearly, this isn't the way the Lord wants you to meet him today. Uh-huh. The way that I'm being called to meet him right now is to turn off the music and to be really present with my son in this That's moment. That's good, Heather. Yeah. And so it's like... Oh, man. Like, those are the kind of moments where you're, like, you almost feel like like a Pharisee or something. Where yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah. you're trying to... You're all talk. Yeah, do the right things, mm-hmm. but you're not just, like, being there for them. And, oh, my gosh. It's so hard as a three, mm-hmm. I think, um, to just, like, 
sit there and be there. And that's what kids want. They just want you to sit there and be with them. Mommy, play choo-choos. Mommy, play this. And I actually was talking with a friend about this that leads our small group. And she said, Heather, I'm not very good at make-believe and stuff. And she said, but it doesn't matter. I sit there on the floor and my kids literally tell me what to say. And they will. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I just have to remind myself that just like I have to be present in my marriage and I have to be present in my relationship with the Lord, I yeah. also have to show up and be present for my kids. And I will say that's one of the biggest reasons I got an Apple Watch was because I was like, I don't want to have my phone on me at all times anymore yeah. because Layton has gotten to the age where he's been able to say, Mommy, will you pl- please look at me? Mommy, oh, wow. don't talk on your phone. And I'm like, oh my gosh. You're crushed. Dagger's the heart. I'm the worst. I'd be like, dying, sell by sell. Oh, I know. I know. No. So, anyway, it's definitely um, interesting, I think, being a mom in the, and being anything, being a woman, being a worker, being a, anything in this culture where you're constantly being pulled yeah. between 20 different devices and. Instagram DMs and text messages and emails and yeah all all the things things. yes phone calls and I mean there are some days where I'm like God I didn't even call my mom in four days like I gotta call her you know it's just we're inundated constantly and that's exactly what the enemy wants he wants us to be so inundated that we don't know which way is up or down and where our path is so yeah um. If you're a listener, Rachel um, prayed for us before we got this started. And I'm so grateful she did because you did give me just that, like, quiet moment of, like, okay, we're just going to be here today and we're just going to talk and we're just going to hang out. And, like, that really is what the Lord calls us to do. It's all about relationship. That's what he tells us all the time. So, um Gosh, I'm giving such long-winded no. answers, Rachel. This is good. <laughs> but anyway, Trust so me. motherhood journey, <laughs> where it started. <laughs> um, so I um, am one of those people. This is terrible. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think anybody really knows this about me. Except Go my for close. it. <laughs> You're like, tell me more. <laughs> my closest family members and friends. I'm actually not a, a kid person. Like, I am not a kid person. I love children. I pick them up, Mm -hmm. though, and they scream. So, children don't love me. That's the issue. And (laughs) that's why I'm like, I'm not a kid person, but it's not my own decision. Yes. That's so funny. So, luckily, my father-in-law has told me all along. He said, Heather, I'm not a kid person either. And he was like, I promise you, when you have your own kids, it's just different. And he was 100% right. It is just different. And I adore those kids and would, you know, do anything for them. But um, in my head, I thought, like, I don't know what this is going to look like. I don't even really love kids. Eric and I kind of talked about it and were praying about it, and I would be ready to have kids. And then he'd be like, oh, I don't really know. And then we'd start talking again, and he'd be like, well, babe, you know, our parents really are kind of getting older. Like, if we want them to be part of our kids' lives, like, maybe we should start thinking about this now. And then I'd be like, nope, white flag, I'm out. I'm not ready yet. You know, so, like, we kept going back and forth. Then finally, it did come to the time where we both had that conversation to revisit again. And... We both were, and I was like, okay, well, I guess we'll try and, like, see how this goes. Yeah. Um, And I'm so grateful that the Lord did make our journey relatively easy to get pregnant. We got pregnant within three weeks. Three three weeks. Three weeks. Um, You're like, dang, girl. (laughs) Within, like, two to three months of trying. Yeah. Um, And my first pregnancy was, like, easy breezy. I mean, of course, I was tired in the first trimester, which everybody tells you you are. Um, But I had Leighton. And it is literally just, uh, I'm, and I'm not a crier either. I'm not super emotional, or at least I didn't used to be. And then you have kids, and it literally, like, turns your world upside down. So, 
Leighton was laid on my chest, and it was like I could not keep the tears inside my body. Like, it was like he literally came out, they laid him on my chest, and I was like heaving, so, like sobbing. Yeah, like, just couldn't yeah. couldn't control. And they, of course, put him, they put him up on your chest in the beginning because they want him to get that skin-to-skin contact. Mm-hmm. And I remember just being like, but I can't see him because he's like nuzzled on my neck. Like, I want to see him. So um, and so then, you know, as... Anybody that's listening to this, as you know, like, just being around me, I'm pretty loud. I'm pretty, like, vivacious, <laughs> I would say. I'm, I like to have fun. And so, literally, if I am not like this, any of my friends or family would be like, what's wrong? Yeah, because what's I'm, I'm always pretty much like this. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, I say to people, I'm like, I think it's a strength and a weakness. Like, the Lord has gifted me with joy. Like, I feel like that's one. I don't think that's actually a spiritual gift, but like, well, that's it's one. a fruit of the spirit. It's a fruit of the spirit, and the Lord yeah. has definitely given me an abundance of that, and I'm so grateful for it. But I literally remember laying in the hospital bed, and they're required to at the hospital give you a speech about postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety before you leave. Yeah, and baby blues, and I remember literally rolling my eyes and being like, "Okay, you don't know me. You don't know yeah. me. I am fine. I am not going to struggle with this. Like, who I am is not what you're talking about." I feel fine. I'm so exhausted. Please just let me sleep. Right. <laughs> like, because obviously it's a, it's a little draining. <laughs> to I can imagine. <laughs> so, um, anyway, fast forward about, oh, well, I guess first I should tell you, and I've disclosed this before, but I had a fourth degree tear, which is the worst kind of tear that you can have. So you can only imagine what that means. Oh my goodness. Um, and it was obviously like very painful once traumatic all the thing yeah. all the medications were out of my body um and they sent me home with all kinds of medications or and a baby you. and a baby right <laughs> they're like good luck with this okay bye <laughs> um so my the my doctor's words to me were literally you are not allowed to walk past your mailbox for six weeks Mm-mm. and i was like you're like you're talking to a three and a seven <laughs> Right, exactly. Like you're talking yeah. to someone who likes to achieve. Right. And she actually, my doctor was actually a pure bar client of mine. So I just looked at her and she was like, I know, that means no pure bar for at least six weeks. I know you love to work out. You can, like, nothing for six weeks. Because standard protocol is you deliver a baby and they're like, the sooner you can start walking, the better. I'd encourage you to, like, walk as soon as you get home. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of looked at her like a deer in the headlights. And the Lord really taught me in that whole experience that I really cling to endorphins and exercise as my coping mechanism and not wow. necessarily him. Hmm. And I did, I had no idea until this whole experience that I did. Um, and I said I wasn't a crier. Then, I'm not kidding, Rachel. Like, every day I was crying four and five times a day. I was, like, at the drop of a pen. I was exhausted. Of course, you're not sleeping because you have a right. new baby that's home and not sleeping. Um, and I really kept struggling with the thoughts of, like, am I ever going to feel like me again? Mm. I don't know who this is. Like, almost, you, it was easy, I feel like, for the enemy to confuse you and make you think it's because of the baby. Yes. Or it's because of this new journey or process that I am now this way. This is new Heather. Yes. 2.0. Exactly. And then you cleared you that... Heather 2.0 was nothing like Heather 2.0. Exactly. 1.0. Yes. Yeah. And what was so scary to me, and this is th- how Satan loves to get believers, is like we're called to be in community in a church for a reason. So yeah. I was isolated in my house for six weeks. So wow. not only was I believing all the lies he was telling me. You didn't have anyone to call it out and be like, hey, 
don't believe that. Right, exactly. Except yeah. for bless poor Eric. He was like, babe, no, like you're you are fine. I promise you're gonna be fine. I'll tell you what, like, and I hope people hear me loud and clear. Thomas and I moved to Birmingham three years ago, and it was just us. Like we don't wow. have family in Alabama. Wow. Our closest family is in South Carolina. He was starting a job where I mean we have great community at his job, but of course you kind of want to clock out at some point. Of course. And we hadn't really found a church family yet. So really our only friends were Thomas and Rachel. Wow. And yeah. our dog, Remy. So right. it was really hard though because as much as I respect Thomas and love him for all the truth he pours into me, like they cannot be your only source of truth because it's for easy sure. to convince yourself and convince them. Like you have no third party to say, hold up. Like actually yes. this is what lord has said and like this is who you are this is who you are together yes and scripture says a cord or what is it a strand of three cords three cannot, cannot be broken. broken yeah so it's like who is your third person because it can't just be you and your significant other or exactly. you and a best friend like you've got to have someone else so 100%. i can imagine if it was just you eric yeah. until the mailbox and <laughs> radius <laughs> right and my sweet mama and my sister would come yeah. over and help and stuff too yeah but in my head i was like well you're my mom and my sister like you have to say that right. you know yeah, yeah, yeah. so i think that and because i had such a bad tear i actually had i think it was a two-week postpartum checkup versus mo- normally you have a six-week postpartum okay. checkup and so um, I went into the doctor's office, and my doctor said, well, how are you doing? And I thought she was just being, like, kind of a aloof, like, hey, what's up, kind of thing. Not mm-hmm. necessarily, like, how are you really doing? And I, and I just answered her honestly. I was like, well, you know, I just want to know when I'm going to feel like me again. And she goes, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was like, that's not normal. Yeah. And I was like, it's not like I really was taken aback. I couldn't believe that she was saying that what I was feeling, like I kind of was halfway joking, but I think that she read my face and me and everything and saw like, that's not the girl that I knew mm-hmm. before. Um, and so I'm so grateful. And if you hear this and you're struggling, my biggest piece of advice is if you don't feel like yourself or you are struggling, like please talk to someone, yeah. whether it be a doctor, a friend, your husband, and probably two people, because like you said, if your husband and people that are in there with you all the time. They can't really be your sounding board. Exactly. I mean, they can, yeah. 100%, but not your only piece exactly. of sound. Yeah. Exactly. So anyway, then she was like, okay, well, we're going to take some, go ahead and take some measures. And so she helped me get on some antidepressants. And I'm not kidding. I think within like two weeks of taking it, I already was feeling a massive difference. Wow. And looking back, I was like, oh my gosh, that was really scary. That was really scary because I did not feel like me. I was out of sorts. I couldn't work out. I couldn't deal with the stress the way I was used to. But the one thing that I did know about myself, and so I think it's knowing yourself and like what, you know, Mm -hmm. brings you joy or maybe like what you do to cope is I was like, I know I love being around people. So when I started struggling and I was looking back, realizing how much I was struggling, I was like, I'm going to start on Sunday texting a ton of friends and trying to find one person to come visit me every day of the week. That's good. So I literally had a person come to my house every day and either just sit with me or bring me a smoothie or coffee or lunch or whatever they wanted to do. And that was a, that was a game changer, I think, in my recovery because it was just getting some form of new person, personality, everything. Yeah. And that as an extrovert, I just needed to be around. And you need it for your energy. Yeah. Like it really helped. Yeah. Not oh, only just sure. like mental, it helped physical probably too. Absolutely. Like, okay, wait, 
we got this. There is an outside world. Yes. <laughs> yes, for sure. Yeah. It was oh. so, I can't remember what major happened, but there was something major that happened that like everybody knew about. And I remember like 12 weeks later after having the baby being like, oh, what was that on the news? People yeah. were like, Heather, that happened six weeks ago. I was like, oh, sorry, baby fog over here. <laughs> I didn't know any of the things going on. La, la, exactly. Do you feel like with, once your doctor kind of told you, hey, mm-hmm. this is what's up. This is what I'm identifying in you. Like, mm-hmm. this is where we need to seek some help. Did yeah. you feel like you had heard a lot about postpartum depression? Did you feel like it was a world that you had known before? Or was it one of those you're like, I wish someone would have told me this was a possibility? I wish someone would have told me it was a possibility. I mean, because the doctors did in the room, but not, I'm talking like you have heard it discussed before in small groups, in friendships, like in relationship, on right. podcasts, like things that you're like, wow, this is, it's normal if it happens. Right. Like, this is a possibility. I need to consider like my my plan of action if this becomes my postpartum Absolutely. And I think it would have been really beneficial for me to have known that it can happen to people that don't normally get depressed or normally have anxiety because that's one thing through me sharing this in my journey because I think it is a big part of my messaging to people that I try to like talk about all the time because I'm like, I want people to know. I Mm -hmm. want people to not struggle the way that I did and be like, what is this? And to have known going into it that it was more of a possibility for people like me that are happy, outgoing, happy-go-lucky, easygoing, not really normally a care in the world. Um, And I didn't. So that's, and the amount of women that have reached out to me in the outpouring after I started talking about it is in saying like yeah. I had no idea how com- how common it is it's crazy and that's what makes me mad is I mean you can look at it as one or two ways right you can be like well you shouldn't be you know overly anxious or pessimistic or fearful of it and I'm like no I'm not trying to be fearful of it I'm just trying to understand that it's a possibility and yes. that the enemy gets me specifically personally when I'm the girl that rolls her eyes and thinks this does not apply to me for like sure some of our biggest marital marital issues have been things that we were sat down in premarital counseling told hey watch out for these red flags and right. we both laughed and scoffed it off and sure enough like that's where the enemy targets you of course he knows like oh there's some pride she thinks she's got it going on she's yeah. not really relying on the lord or preparing herself or her heart for this being a possibility. 110%. Because it's easy for us to feel inevitable. Yeah, Like. Invincible. Or, that's it. Yes. Yeah. It's easy for us <laughs> to feel <laughs> invincible. Like, I got it. No yeah. worries. Thanks, God. But I can do it. Yeah, like, I'm a joyful person. Yeah. I don't need to be prepared for this. And actually right. can. So, I, and that's our heart behind Mind the Bliss is to so bring great. conversations to tables to say, if you are one of these people that falls into this category, like, welcome. Yeah. Rather than, like, what's wrong? For sure. And the most powerful words I think these days are me too. Like, yeah. here's my story. And for someone else to be like, hey, I, uh, yeah, like you're saying, it was so common. So many people reached out to say, yeah, me too. Me too. You're right. And it's yeah. like, okay, well, now I have the strength to ask for help because I know I wouldn't be the only cuckoo kachoo like <laughs> raise her hand being like, right. help me with fill in the blank. Yes. And I didn't know that much about um, PPA, which a lot of people have reached out to me since I shared about PPD, which is postpartum anxiety, excuse me, and postpartum depression, um, and said, you know, I really struggle with postpartum anxiety. Did you deal with that? And I'm like, I didn't, but I know that because mm-hmm. you do, 50 million other people do, yeah. and there's resources for it if you start yeah. looking. So um, I think that it is just so powerful to reach out to friends and reach out to a community and find a way to deal with it and talk about it with people because the Lord created us for community. That's what 
yeah. we're here for for each other so. so you feel like community was one of the things i think that definitely got you through yes. that season yes looking back is there something that you wish someone would have said like let's say there's a friend listening who has a friend who just had a child and this could be a possibility yeah like if someone were to come to you and they weren't your doctor and said hey what's up you're not acting like yourself or how can I help you through this what would have been something someone could say or do oh that's a great question um I think that if some I wish that people would have said to me which but the problem is people don't know yeah I've heard and obviously, it'd have to be a very close friend. But I wish that somebody maybe would have said to me, I've heard it's pretty common to have, like, different feelings like anxiety or, like, not feeling like yourself. Have you felt any of that? Mm-hmm. And just outright asked. Open the conversation. Open the conversation, yeah. Because what's the worst thing that's going to happen? You're going to be like, no, and lie about it. But at least it would have triggered the thought of, like, oh, yeah, maybe this is more normal. Maybe I should reach out to somebody else or my doctor about it. Yeah. Um, And I also think that I wish that I could have had somebody say to me, like, oh, my gosh, if if I could have had someone say, I heard this girl on on a podcast the other day that was talking about postpartum depression and she talked a lot about motherhood and stuff, too. You should listen to it. Because then it almost, like, takes the pressure off of the friend, too. You can just blame it on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, you can blame it on me. Be like this Heather Brown girl. I know. So, anyway, I think that, like, that would have been a game changer, and that's why I'm trying to talk about it so much, because That's I'm like, good. people just need to know to look out for it, to have a resource to listen to somebody else talk about it, and I think it would have been really cool to have heard from someone that had already been through it. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's, that's what out I'm of the here. trenches. Exactly. It, I mean, we can talk about struggling with something, something that we both struggle with right now, right. but it's not going to really help. It's actually, for me, sometimes more... I don't know, upsetting. Deflating, too. Deflating and discouraging to be like, okay, but I don't want to talk about how I'm stuck. Yeah. I want to talk about how I get out. Yes, Like, I'm done. Make an action plan. sympathy and empathy. Like, just get me out of here. Yes. You know, so I think, yeah, action plan. Also, I feel like I can imagine, I think with anything, this goes far beyond postpartum depression. Yeah. But I think not feeling like yourself also comes from not being self-aware. Yeah. And just kind of go, go, going and hustling, which yeah, we get. Totally. Achievers. For sure. So where I stop, I think I pray or I just have some quiet moments to be like, whoa, I am in a funk. Like, I something is not right. Yes. I do not feel like myself. But something I feel like helps a ton when I am able to identify it is self-care. Yes. Like saying, okay, not feeling like Rachel. How can we get Rachel back to her fullest self? Yes. And that is, as cheesy as it sounds, like going on a run, taking a bubble bath, like reading or whatever. What? Yes. I feel like self-care has become this thing. Yeah, it has. Like a culture. Yeah. And like as cheesy as it sounds, I think it's also super helpful to know like there are certain ways that the Lord has kind of placed in our heart for us to feel loved through certain desires. So like maybe that is alone time taking a bath or maybe that's going on a run or, um, just doing things that make you feel most like yourself above all of it though. I think there's no such thing as self care without Jesus. Yeah. Cause like you can love yourself back to who you think you are Mm -hmm. all day long. Sure. But until you have some truth spoken into you and you have quiet moments with the Lord to be like, who do you say I am? Like, I need to be rejuvenated in a whole different way yes. than, like, my body could rejuvenate me. Ooh, actually, you know what? That brings to mind your last question. Mm-hmm. 
I really wish that one of my girlfriends would have reached out to me and been like, hey girl, I know that you're stuck at home for the next six weeks. And that sucks. Like, just been real. Like, that just sucks. Yeah. So, is there any way you'd want to do, like, a Bible study with me? And we could even, like, I can come to your house once a week. That's cool. And then that way I would be, have been forced into the Word with the accountability of somebody else. Wow, Um, yeah. And that's, like, a light bulb moment for me. I'm like, whoa, I should, I should, like, reach out to people after they have babies. Especially people that were in my position where you are stuck inside your house um for six weeks postpartum um (laughs) like it's still so i'm like (laughs) like this is the shutters i think you like cringe every time yeah um but i think that would have been so incredible because i would have had someone that was i mean obviously when you get together with people and you discuss the word like the word is life and the word brings life giving like incredible truth that's spoken and shown into whatever the Lord has for you that day in Scripture. That's why it's mm-hmm. alive. So I think to have even picked a Bible study, I don't even think it would have mattered what the Bible study was. It could have been about patience or love or whatever Lisa Turkish wrote last or whatever. Yeah. But the fact that you're like praying with someone, meeting with someone, and asking intentional questions, which the Scripture only points to is going deeper, yeah. then that would have been like, a life raft, I think, in the middle of my storm. It would have dissolved, I feel like, a lot of darkness. For sure. Because I didn't have the wherewithal by myself to get in the Word. And I couldn't go to church. So, and you're really not even supposed to take your baby to church for the first several weeks until they've had enough shots. So you really are just isolated regardless in some way, sense, and form. Um, Which is hard for an extrovert and a three and a seven and different personality types. So I think offering to do a Bible study with someone would That's be cool. so cool. Yeah. And self-care, I agree with what you're saying because I'm like, that was my problem. I wanted to do my self-care and get back to me. But my self-care was exercise and I couldn't do that. Mm. So I think, but my true self really isn't exercise. My true self really is the Holy Spirit in me yeah. and being in the word. And I wasn't doing that because, because I just wasn't there. Yeah. I don't, and then in hindsight, I was like, Ooh, that was probably the largest part of the issue. Right. You know? Yeah. I've recently heard that there is, and I've kind of always known it, but I've been able to put words to it, but there's a difference between your soul and your spirit, right? Like your soul is like Heather in the flesh. Like it will die when you die. Yeah. Your spirit is like stronger, more capable, more equipped, is like what what memorizes your Bible verses. That's what yeah. convicts. Like that's what where you hear your convictions or your yes. sermons and all the things. So you can tend your soul back to a plus all mm-hmm. day long, like like you're saying until you get into Scripture and you get in the Word and you're like, no, my spirit's got to be alive. Yeah, like, I've got to feel alive in my spirit before my body or my soul is ever awakened. Yeah, so and true. that's where I'm like, oh, the wor- world gets it right but so wrong like they're so close right like, yes we're finally getting to like the whole like there's more to us than just yes. your body kind of thing yeah like, but there's also more to you than just your soul it's so true which and is we forget yeah i mean even us believers like, yeah i get so wrapped up in like thomas i'm so upset i need a bubble bath and you're yeah. like no you need jesus girl. And I'm like, you're right <laughs> you're right you're in a yes. bubble bath. but i i just wanted people to hear me loud and clear like whether this is a postpartum depression whether this is a just depression season has nothing to do with motherhood, whether this is a, like, you are just in a funk or whatever, like, 
get yourself back to health spiritually first. Yeah. And everything else will kind of fall into line because yes. that's how we've been created. Yeah. We're spiritual agreed. beings. And I think the actionable steps that you can do to do that would be to even just reach out to one to three other girlfriends and say like, hey, this is where I'm finding myself in this season. Do you identify with any part of that? And if so, like, would you have Monday nights that we could meet and talk about it or do a prayer group? Because I think a lot of times you we say that, we're like, I need to get back in the Word. But it's like until you have that accountability, yeah. it's hard to do that yeah. day in and day out. So I think accountability is just Accountability huge. and plan of action, mm-hmm. which reaching out to friends kind of conquers both. Yes. Pretty quickly. I agree with that. And then, let's see, what else would I want to tell you about motherhood? I'm trying to think. Oh, Rachel, I don't know if you feel this way or not, but I feel like right now, we as a culture, we have so much information at our fingertips, but we're lazy with it. Girl. Uh, 100%. um, I read something in, like, the Wall Street Journal. It has nothing uh to do with Jesus. But it was like, we are the most informed. Mm -hmm. Um, We are the most informed, we as in millennials so sure millennials are the most informed generation sure with the let with um the least bit of impact Mm. so it's like we have information to change the world like to solve all the problems to cure cancer world hunger all the things but we don't yikes yeah that's scary yikes yeah that's convicting so it's almost like every time now i intake information whether it's from my bible or whether it's just like from things I now know about someone's personality or character or whatever. I'm like, yes. hey, how can I steward this? Like, yes. this is not meant for just me. Yes. So. And I think that's one thing. I think, I can't remember if you and I talked about it or not, but one word that keeps coming back to me over and over again this year, I feel like people tend to do like a word of the year. Mm-hmm. My word this year has been life-giving. And I'm trying to think like the content that I produce okay. when I show up on stories, when I am meeting with somebody, am I trying to bring life-giving words, information, spirit, everything about me being something that they can take away that they feel like they either felt the Lord, saw the Lord in me, something was life-giving to them. Um, But what I was going to say about that in the parenting journey is with having all this information, I think that until one of my friends taught me about like this book and like being in a Bible study for parents or thinking about intentionality with your parenting, I had kind of been, I don't want to say lazy, but I think I was lazy in it Mm -hmm. because you don't have to figure out how to parent really until your kid gets to be a little bit older. It's like when they're a baby, you keep them alive, (laughs) you know, like baby Finn, the struggle is, oh, buddy, your teeth are coming in. Like you hurt. Let me give you some Tylenol. Let me hold you. Let me cuddle you. Let me take your picture. You're so cute. But -hmm. like Leighton is now at the phase where he's trying to understand at Easter, like, how Jesus died. And then how did he come back to life? And, like, (laughs) we listen to this Bible podcast now, and one of the lessons was about Satan and, like, when he tempted Jesus the three times. And so... Leighton will always say, like, when he's playing, watch out, the monster's going to get you. Oh, <laughs> it's so cute. Kitty. But then after we heard that the next day, he goes, watch out, the devil's going to get you. <laughs> and I was like, well, maybe let's not that. <laughs> but anyway, I think that, that it, cute. but it made me be so much more aware of, like, he is taking in everything. So it's so important to be aware of, like, what That's are the good. words coming out of my mouth? Am I saying like, and it's so funny to me because I've never thought a thing about saying, oh my gosh. I say, oh my gosh, all the time. But then I hear it come out of his word, mouth and I'm like, I don't like my three-year-old saying, oh my gosh, because sometimes it can sound like, oh my uh-huh. G-O-D. 
And I don't want that coming right. out of his because it's not in a like, oh my God, you're amazing. Oh my God, you're this, that, or the other. It's yeah. in a uh, kind of way. Right. So it it's just very interesting to me how parenting makes you be so much more intentional with everything. And I do not want to be lazy in my parenting. So now I'm going and listening to podcasts. I'm reading books on parenting. I'm trying to sign up for parenting Bible studies because I'm like, I don't think that I'm going to subscribe to one methodology of parenting across the board. Like pretty much every podcast book, everything that I read, I'm like, I really like this point and that one. I don't like what she said. So I filtered through it to find what works for me and for Layton. And Eric and I then discuss it. And sometimes I'll think like, I think this is going to work great for Layton. And I come to Eric and Eric's like, but I don't want to parent that way. And I'm like, Okay, well, we're a team, so we we got to figure that out together. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's have been, you listened to Risen Motherhood? Uh, I have not actually. You I've used the should. hashtag you on Instagram, should. and I've followed it, but I haven't. Like, okay, they are amazing women that you know. Yeah, have podcasts similar to this, but they are all about every topic of motherhood. Oh, cool! Very, very truth based. Oh, cool! I respect them a ton. Oh, I'll have to check that out then. Mm-hmm. Thank you for telling me. You're I'm welcome. like gonna have to look at a part of this. <laughs> um, but I think I really want to be intentional though. Like, there's little things that we do now. Like, I try to come up with a new Bible verse every month that Layton and I can learn together. That's good. And like now, I do sensory activities so that I know that I'm like helping him with his sensory input. So it'll help him eat better. So it'll do all these things. Now right. I think about when I am disciplining. I don't want to just say like. Go to timeout because da da da. I'm being very intentional with my words. I want to use biblical words, so I want to use the terms obey. I want to use the words discipline. I want to use the words that Grace. he's not gonna yes yeah. understand at first, mm-hmm. but it's gonna help him understand the Bible more in the future. The vocabulary. So I think, um, man, I've talked a lot about parenting and been all this over the place, but I hope that you realize what I'm trying to get to is like it literally is the most amazing, incredible job that I need the most grace from the Lord every single day and I have to ask for forgiveness I feel Mm -hmm. like every single day and not handling it the way that I want to all throughout the day because it's hard to be on 24-7 obviously like even when I'm sick it it doesn't matter I don't get a sick sick day you know I probably yelled at Layton too much that day (laughs) because I felt bad and I didn't want to yell you know um so I just love it love it love it but it's also really hard and but because of that I want to be intentional and keep learning the best, most effective parenting methods for me, for Layton, for Eric, and from the Lord. I love that. Thank you. You're amazing. <laughs> oh, gosh, no. But no, thank you. <laughs> she is. She's a joy bomb you on are. Instagram, too. So, oh, thanks. So when you say you want to leave stories, or like you want people to leave your stories, mm-hmm. feeling better than maybe you found them. Yeah. You do. So Well, thank you. That means a lot. That's yeah. so nice. So, so sweet. Of course. If someone wanted to follow you in your motherhood journey and my life well loved and all that, where can they find you? Okay, so I'm maybe on Instagram stories a little bit too much. <laughs> if anything, I love being on Instagram stories and being connected with people. So you can follow me at, at my life well loved on Instagram. And the best place, honestly, is just go to my life well loved. So it's three L's.com. And you can sign up for my email newsletter, and all my links are there for Facebook. But it's my life all loved everywhere. My name's Heather Brown. And I'm so glad you had me, Rachel. Y'all are the best. So thankful you came. Yeah. I think this is just a message a lot of people need to hear. So grateful that you shared a part of your journey with us. Thanks, friend. 
Guys, this episode was so for me. It was so good. I love how Heather just shared all of her truths about motherhood, but hey, even about non-motherhood things. She is giggly and super fun, and I so much enjoyed my time with her today. We didn't get around to asking Heather what her favorite things were. We ran out of time, but you can find all of her favorite things and more over on her Instagram at mylifewellloved and her blog at mylifewellloved.com. She shares tips, tricks, sales, all the things. She shares about things that change my world and make life a whole bunch easier. If you are loving today's episode and loving the podcast, we would love if you head over to iTunes and left us a review. Reviews are easy. They're super fun. They take 30 seconds, but they leave us with encouragement and idea of what we could change or do differently for you. I love reading through them because it spurs me on. It gives me some hope and encouragement and it comes straight from you guys. So it's super helpful. This week's review of the week is by Jocelyn. She said, man, I love listening to these gals and the way they chat about their life with each other and their friends slash guests. There's such an intentionally crafted balance of addressing real life struggles and issues and celebrating the joys as well. I find myself having to prepare my heart before hitting play because I know I am literally about to be met somewhere and it's going to be raw, fun, and refreshing. I always walk away having learned something about myself, the goodness and grace of God, and how he uses us all to be champions and champion each other. Five stars all the way. Subscribe now. Jocelyn, you rock. We are so grateful for you and all of those kind words, and that is exactly our hope and desire of this show, so praise God. If you're wanting to join a little bit more of our community and what we've got going on, besides here in the podcast world, you can head over to Instagram, search us at Behind the Bliss Podcast, click follow. We do lots of fun, different events and groups, and we have a few things up our sleeves to get you guys more involved over there. And then, of course, we can't forget about good old Facebook. If you head over to Facebook and search Behind the Bliss Podcast, we have a group and a page. Both are super helpful, but the group specifically is a place where you can share your heart, some prayer requests that you have. You can be more met in your mess and balanced in your bliss over on Facebook. Well, I hope you guys have the best week. I'm praying that you guys have favor and grace over this week, that you find different ways to love on others, to maybe share what's behind your bliss, and we'll see y'all next week.